0: We hear from Saint Matthew chapter 2. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. When he sent them, uh, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, "Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also." And these are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed in Christ, Epiphany is actually January 6th, but of course we couldn't celebrate it last week, and so we are observing that day today. It is an important day in the church year. It occurred in the early life of our Savior Jesus, and today the church uses this day as the start of a new season that lasts for a few weeks before we turn our eyes to Jerusalem and the time of Lent. Epiphany is about revelation. It is about manifestation about God showing us and telling us about our Savior, the Son of God, made flesh, revealed for all the world to believe. Epiphany has all sorts of overlapping themes in it. The wise men from the East teach us that this newborn King of the Jews is not for one ethnic group only, but for all, Jews and Gentiles. That is why Epiphany is sometimes called the Gentile Christmas, when the first non-Jews came to worship Jesus. It is a season of evangelism then, spreading this good news to all nations, proclaiming God's word. The servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the servant of the Lord Jesus Christ came for all people. The prophets had foretold it this way. Indeed, the Lord says, is it too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of, J- of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel? So in other words, this isn't enough for you to do. You can do more. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. And again, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Besides this good news of the gospel for all people, there is the focus on just how we know about this Jesus. When the Magi from the east go to Jerusalem following that miraculous star, they expect to find the newborn king of the Jews there at the capital. He is not there. The king who is there, Herod, is surprised and we're told troubled by their question, where is the newborn king of the Jews? Herod, whom we know to have been paranoid And a murderous king who had murdered several members of his family because he suspected a threat against his power and position uh, now uses that against this Christ child. To learn of this possible threat to his throne got his attention and would shortly lead to the massacre of the baby boys of Bethlehem there in a bloody attempt to halt the newborn king, the small child, Jesus. The Magi do not know of this subplot of Herod's at the time. They simply want to worship the child. Herod's priests and Bible scholars actually know how to find out where this Jesus, where this king, was to be born. And how did they know that? Well, they were reading what the Old Testament prophets had written, and specifically they turned to the prophet Micah, a prophet uh, contemporaneous with Isaiah, writing in the seventh century. And there they find the prediction that the town of Bethlehem would be from where the ruler and shepherd of God's people would come. Now if you want to know Jesus, to know who he is, what he is about, then you find that out in the Bible, the very place to which Herod's counselors had gone. Epiphany is not just about who is revealed, but where he is revealed to us. Epiphany is about Jesus and about his word, Holy Scripture. That word is to what we turn as we desire to learn what God has to say about himself and about us. As Martin Luther put it in a sermon that he preached about five centuries ago, the greatest and foremost skill, no matter who the person is, is to cling firmly to the Word and to conceive the things of God in no other way than as the Word tells us. For this reason, we should accustom ourselves to know nothing about God and Christ apart from the Word. The word of God continues to be the way by which we know about God's saving work for us and why that saving work is so much needed by this us and all by us and all the world. The world with its pursuit of power and riches does not teach us about the mercy and forgiveness of God for us. Only God's word, the gospel, gives us that. The world does not teach us about the extent of our sin. It doesn't know that the most dangerous sins are those against God, idolatry, misuse of his name, despising his word. The world knows that some things are bad, lying, stealing, dishonoring parents, But the enormity of sins damage to us, our idolatrous rebellion against God that lies at the heart of our deserved damnation, this is learned only in God's word, the law. And that knowledge of the depth of our sin opens our hearts and minds to the truth of our desperate need for the Savior Jesus Christ who came for all. The Magi from the East finally get to the newborn King of the Jews. Their long journey reaches its goal, seeing and worshiping the Savior. They offer to Jesus their treasures, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, rich gifts from these men carried for hundreds of miles and now finally given to their Savior. They gave without coercion. There was no command to bring these specific gifts to their Savior. They simply desired to do so out of their recognition of who Jesus is and what he meant for their eternal life. It is a response of faith. The Magi had that miraculous star that led them to the birthplace of Jesus there at Bethlehem. They had the words of a prophet long dead that told them, go to Bethlehem. We do not have the light of a star today, but we do have the light of God's word written by those same prophets that the wise men knew. These are words that bring the same truth and life to us, with the power of God the Holy Spirit surging through them to awaken our sleepy hearts, to jolt our distracted minds back to the truth of our need for our Savior and what he has done for us. There in that Christ child born in Bethlehem is God's son for you. As the hymn put it, For God's own child, in mercy mild, joins thee to to him, how greatly God must love thee. The season of Epiphany calls out to us, proclaiming the forgiveness of sins through faith in this Christ. By word and sacrament, God keeps saying to you, Here I am, for you, for your children, for all people. Believe the salvation, the forgiveness of your sins, which this newborn King of the Jews came to win and to distribute for Jews and Gentiles, for all of us. May God inspire in us commitment to this truth, to this person, Jesus, our Good Shepherd and King, through a living and growing faith fed by God's word alone. God grant this to all of you in this new year, in Jesus' name, amen. And glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.